together tonight, but we've just really been experiencing the presence of the Lord, uh, whether it be, you know, all, all the way back to, to Easter or um, Ascension Convention, even before that. I mean, just we've just been stringing through these moments with God that have been so powerful. And again, this weekend, uh, whether it be for the women or, or our weekend services, it's just going to be... Um, it's, it's going to be amazing what God does. It seems like week in, week out, there are powerful things happening in the spiritual realm and in our church. And, and I've been asking myself, why is all this great, why are, I mean, it's just like, we, we, it's like we can't have a bad service or time with God or, or what. And I, I was just, you know, thinking about why. And, and the reason is, is because I believe we're at a place in our church's life and in our personal lives where we're expecting God to move. That we're believing that he moves. We're believing that he answers prayer. We, I think, it, you know, going back to earlier in the year or even Ascension Convention, we just believed God was going to touch kids. And we prayed that way. And um, we just believed people are going to get saved or healed. We just believed that God was going to show up. We believe that even for the women this weekend and, and, and the services. And so I think a lot of it is, is just our expectation. Saying, God, we believe that you're coming. We believe that when we walk through the doors, we're going to meet with you. We believe that your power is going to be on display and that we're putting our hope in God. We're putting our trust, we're putting our faith in his word. And when you do that, I mean, that's planting in good ground because that's where it needs to be. Our hope and our expectation need to be in him. I remember uh, Steve Sampson a while ago, maybe it was a couple times back, he was talking about how expectation is like a key. I'll never forget that illustration. You can have the most beautiful, most powerful car in the world, but it will just sit there until you put the key into the ignition and turn it. And, and that key is expectation, that, that God wants us to believe and expect him to move, and that that, that is what gets the power of God working in our life. The verse I want to give you uh, tonight is Psalm 63.5. Psalm 63.5. It's not on the screen or anything, but you can just maybe write that down or look it up if you got your Bibles there. It says, my soul waited silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. I'm going to wait on God. I'm going to put my hope in God, my expectation into God. And I think that's so important because I think a lot of times we put our hope in the wrong thing. We put our hope in the things of this world. You know, like what everybody else hopes for. Well, I believe this or I believe that. I, you know, my job will provide or, or this will happen or I'll, I'll get lucky here or, or this good thing could happen to me. And we put our hope in, in, you know, what the world has to offer. And we really need to put our hope in the Lord. Uh, we need to put our hope in what he says in his word. Don't put your hope in what you think God should do, because a lot of times people do that. Well, I think God should do this, and if he really loved me, he'd do that. No, don't do that. Put your hope in God's promises. Open the word of God, see what he says, and then put your hope in that. Don't put your hope in your thinking of what he should do or, or your thoughts of how the world should work. Put your hope in God. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst. We need to hunger and thirst for the Lord. I think a lot of times we don't hunger, we don't thirst. We just kind of live life, business as usual. Just, well, whatever happens, happens. Or I'll just take things as they come. And, 
And so we just kind of live this way. We don't have any desire. We don't, we're not even looking for God to move. We're just kind of going through life. And God says, no, I want you to believe in me. I want you to hope in me. I want you to look and see what I'm doing. I want you to hear what my voice is saying. And the thing I love about God, it's just very simple. That when someone cries out to God, he listens. It's just that simple. When you cry out to the Lord, he listens. He, he does that from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. It doesn't matter if it's a nation or a, a people group. It, it doesn't matter if it's an individual. Whoever cries out to the Lord, he turns his ear to them. He listens to them. He rescues them. He helps them. And again, when we hunger and thirst, when we look to God, that's when he shows up in our life. And, and that tells me that God responds to our hunger. What are we hungering for? What are we thirsting for? When we have hunger in our life, that's when God's going to show up. I, we need to see hunger as a tool. That, that hunger is the tool that brings about the power of God in our life. That when we hunger, when we thirst, that's when God shows up. That's the best thing we have is that hunger. You know, it's not what we have. It's that hunger that we have. But the problem is, is that the opposite is true as well. Just as our hunger brings about the power of God, it's when we don't hunger for God, it's the exact opposite. See, when Jesus went to his hometown, uh, they didn't believe in him. They're like, we know this guy. You know, sure, he does miracles here and there. Sure, he's a great teacher, but... But they didn't expect him to do anything because he was the guy that grew up down the street. They didn't expect anything. You know what the Bible says? He, it says he did, didn't do many miracles there. Nothing really happened when they didn't expect Jesus to do anything. He didn't do miracles. And what's interesting is it, is it didn't bother Jesus either. It's not like he's like, oh, I'm so upset with you. He's like, you don't expect anything? Nothing's going to happen. That's kind of Jesus' attitude. You know, a, a prophet's without honor in his hometown. That's what he says. And he just moves on to the next town where they do believe in him. See, Jesus is looking for people to put their hope in him, people that believe in him. It says in Hebrews 4.2, the good news of deliverance did not benefit them because they had not mixed it with faith. The good news doesn't benefit you if, it, if you don't mix it with faith, with hope, with expectancy. See, faith is that catalyst to make things happen, that hope, that belief in God, that trust in God. And so that's why I believe we need to come to, to Jesus as children. That's what he wants us to do anyway. But when we come with that childlike faith, God, my hope is in you. <laughs> I can't do this without you. I think maybe that's why Ascension Convention was so powerful is because there were teenagers, they, they're children, they put their hope in God and then God shows up in a big way in their life. And we get so sophisticated as adults, well, we'll handle this and we'll handle that and we'll do this at work and do this at home. God's just saying, come to me, expect me to do it. I'll show up if, if you want me to. And so that's where our heart should be. The greatest power we have is hunger and expectation. I want us to be open. I want us to be ready. I want us to be believing. I want us to be hoping in God when we pray. And I want it to just be a part of our everyday life because I said at the beginning, and I think this is really important because God's been just dealing with me in, in this because sometimes we get negative. Sometimes, you know, our thoughts and, and different things that we say with our mouth. The thing is, if, if God is always with us, 
I'm going to be preaching on this in a, in a few weeks about how God is always with us, no matter what. He says that in words in red. I'm with you all the time. And if God is always with us, that means he's always listening to us. And if God is listening to us, what is prayer? It's us talking to God. It's him listening to us talk. And so, to be quite honest, we're, we're always praying, aren't we? Because we're always talking and God is always listening. And so what's coming out of our mouth? What's coming out of our mouth? Not just in times when we're, when we're here on a Wednesday night and we're going to pray to God and, and in just a moment we're going to pray and believe God to answer prayer and just that prayer. But what about the times when you're, when you're just talking? When you're just talking to yourself in your mind. When you're just talking to that neighbor or to that friend or to your spouse or to that coworker. When, when, you're, when, you're, just, when you're just talking, are they words of life? Are they words of expectancy? Are they words saying, I, I, you just, is the hunger still there even when we're not, quote, praying? So we have to just have that heart, that mindset, God, I know you're going to show up. God, I know you're going to do this. I know that there's a hope. I know that there's a future. I know that you heal. I know that you save. I know that you deliver. And, just, and then speaking that life wherever we go because God is always listening to you. He's always listening to you. And when we turn off the faith, just as they did in Jesus' hometown, it kind of all shuts down. It just, it just stops because there's no expectancy. And what we need to do is put our hope in Christ alone. To say, I'm just going to put my hope in you. And this is really important. Because I've been talking to people recently, both here at church and as I've been traveling. There's some big needs. There are needs that only God can do. You may be holding that in a piece of paper that was written down in in such desperate and hungry faith that we're going to pray for those and we're going to believe that God answers those prayers. Because we have to put our hope in him, our expectation in him. And look, he shows up every time we do, doesn't he? He's going to do that again this weekend in a very powerful way. Again, with our women with the church services, God's going to be here in a very powerful way. Why? Because we expect him to be here. And I want you to now put that same expectancy into our prayers. Put that same expectancy into the words that you use tonight and tomorrow, wherever you go. And I want us just to grab those. I got all the needs up here. But I want us to just be led of the Spirit to pray for a few minutes uh, tonight. And... Um, I just want us to cry out to the Lord because, um, like I said, if God doesn't come through, I, I don't know, there's, there's no other hope. There's no other way. There's people inside of our church, outside of our church. I, I know today we, we really need to pray for Eileen Allen um, and, and uh, her kidneys. We pray, need to pray for Don Minkley tonight. And, uh, again, it, our, our only hope is the Lord. I don't know if, if there's, am I missing someone, Jerry, or, or anybody on the staff that I'm, because I know there were others in our, our staff permitting today, but anybody else? I know there's more, but God knows and you have them in front of you. Would you just bow your heads and your hearts with me? Just hold on to those requests real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually talked to him on the phone today, and that's what I brought up in our staff meeting. Yeah, she just, 